0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: For the next hour, you're listening to the Classic Auto Mall show and podcast, broadcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Classic Auto Mall is a world-class facility conveniently located just an hour west of Philadelphia and houses 600 classic cars for sale and 300 barn finds on display. Be sure to check out more at ClassicAutoMall.com. Now, on to the show with our host, President of Classic Auto Mall, Stuart Howden.
0: And good morning, and welcome to the Classic Auto Mall podcast. Steve, Ethan, good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> you you look like you're working already. You're feverishly trying to plug something in, right? There, so there you go. So, there I am. Hey, I camera. can see myself, so, you know, I can tell if I'm doing right or wrong. So, it's been couple of weeks since we've been here so um we missed last week because i don't even remember
2: were what. you out of town it was uh, thanksgiving oh the,
0: <laughs> just that is that what it was it goes quick it does go quick and then christmas and new year's are coming and well uh i guess both christmas and new year's are on sunday this year is it i think so so we'll have to uh rearrange our schedule a little bit differently so that's okay show number 65 we're doing here um, yes. And to, the recording date is 12-3 of 22. Our first air date will be 12-10 of 22. So uh, if you're listening uh, for the first time on AmericasWebRadio.com, uh, that should be December the 10th. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, boy, I tell you, we've had an amazing week of cars and things going on. Lee off with the Batmobile. Yes. I mean... This thing, somebody picked it up somewhere, somehow, on some social media platform, and we don't know who it was, really, or why, or where, or what. But all of a sudden, we started getting emails and phone calls like you wouldn't believe—from NBC affiliates, from the Rob Report, from the Today Show, from shows over in Europe—and and it was just unbelievable. I, I mean, you, you talk about—and jokingly talk about—things that go viral, mm-hmm. and that means that you know it happens a lot, and people are seeing it a lot, and all of a sudden, a lot of different places pick it up. But. It's funny because the, our Batmobile that we have here is from the movie from 1989. Yeah. It's not like the, you know, the new Spider-Man movie coming out next week and they've got something cool in it. This is a, uh, a movie car that was done in 33 years ago, 34 mm-hmm. years ago. And this one is, is interesting. It's, um, if you haven't seen it on our website, you can go on our website and see it. It's a 1989 Batmobile WB is the, uh, full name of it. And it was built by Warner Brothers, but it was never built to be in the movie it was built as a, uh, a display type car to, to take to different places and it ended up being in uh, New Jersey at the Six Flags and uh, they uh, used it for a, a theme ride if you will they had a, a like a little set uh, with explosions mm-hmm. and that kind of thing and it could operate manually by itself and yada 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 so uh, all of a sudden things picked it up and so I did a the morning show in Brisbane Australia and um, a couple of days ago and they were uh, so excited to talk about it. And of course, you know, it's just one of those things. It's so iconic that from that many years ago, it's still relevant. It's funny how that is because you think about things like that and you think there's not much shelf life and things Mm -hmm. that are cool anymore. Right. Yet somehow this thing.
2: Comics and and Batman and it's just, it's amazing. I was at a car show the other day or a Cars and Coffee and somebody drove up in a beautifully done you know the original batmobile right you know it was a recreation but it right. was i mean and i'm not a batman fan but i that, when that thing pulled in i was like wow that is really
0: well done that's so cool with the
2: canopy yeah. and stuff
0: you can't help but look at something like that even if you're not into that sort of thing mm-hmm. and it's it, it's no different than what we say about a lot of cars that we've kind of been insulated at looking at over the years and and you you kind of get a little bit jaded, uh, in this business and you try not to, but it's, it's hard not to when you see the same type of car over and over and over mm. and over again. Uh, but the, the Batmobile pulls up, it gets everybody's attention.
2: You know, it's it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. A cartoon come
0: to life that came to life, and especially if you think the original one back in the '60s, that was some high tech stuff that was going on: (laughs) flamethrowers coming out the back, and and, uh, you know, rocket launchers, and uh, you know, the side of a mountain you drove into, and (laughs) I mean, the lair.
2: I was corrected. I was doing a. I did a little uh, live shot of it, and I said, "Look at the exhaust coming." And they go, "No, those are rocket launchers." <laughs> those are rocket I don't launchers. remember that. But yeah, you're they, right. They were rocket launchers. They were rocket
0: launchers. <laughs> they, there was no. Ex- that wasn't the exhaust. So no, the exhaust came out where that flame came <laughs> out of the back. Flamethrower, <laughs> or so they say it did. Yeah. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. But, uh, but anyway, um, so it was. You know, it's fun when that kind of thing happens because you can't predict it. You can't make it happen. Right. You can't make things go try. by. We you try. try. <laughs> we put the Batmobile out there, and we got three likes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not. It's so. timing. It's 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 uh, interest, and you know, if you Google classic automobile and Batmobile right now, you'll get. Three pages of, it's print, including the Rob report, like it's, you said. Yeah,
0: including everywhere that Very we've cool. seen. And the today, I was watching the today show, a, a rerun of mm-hmm. it, and they were talking about it live on there just as a kind of a filler, uh, if you will. And, uh, it was really, really funny because you think, you know, you, you spend money on advertising and you're going and going and you're doing and you're doing and you wonder, is anybody looking or paying attention right. or listening? And it turns out, yes, they are sometimes. And so that was really, really cool.
2: And it's not like this car is, um, been out of the public eye it was on display at uh, yeah six flags six flags
0: yeah it was not only it was on display it was used there but then it was abandoned in uh-huh. a field oh really yeah so it just sat in a field for a number of years mm. and yeah it's like i said to somebody the other day uh maybe i said it on the show here but you know it the guy said oh we'll park it out there and we'll get it tomorrow and then tomorrow became three years later <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which we know how that happens oh, now sure. that's what we were talking about i know last show we did we were talking about how these cars with low mileage happen and sometimes they just get parked in the garage and then forgotten about mm-hmm. you know
2: it's not by design it's just it happens so i know we, were, we about this too we mentioned a lot of them become shelves right for <laughs> items and you lose you know you put a tarp over it and forget all about it you forget you have a whole car life goes on in your garage it does so sales have picked
0: up needless to say uh, and thank goodness to say you know we had it was just a little bit slow we had a couple of weeks there that just seemed to be slower than normal and then boom all of a sudden a couple of weeks ago and of course the last two weeks where we've sold cars to uh has gone up significantly. We've sold thirty eight cars or thirty seven cars uh in the past two weeks. Uh, normally we just do one week at a time, but we didn't do a show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of those things. But uh, anyway, where do we sell cars?
2: Where to? did you sell cars to? <laughs> where where
0: in the world? Where in the world? Well, it may not feel the worldish, it may feel just the US, but I don't think we have any foreign cars that we sold to uh this past two weeks. But Sykesville, Maryland, Lewes, Delaware, Smithtown, New York, Hamilton, New Jersey, Endicott, New York, Ashburn, Virginia, Arcadia, Indiana, Sherman, Texas, Nashville, Tennessee, Williamsport, Pennsylvania, Hamburg, Pennsylvania, Ben Salem, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Lehighton, Pennsylvania, Southampton, Pennsylvania, Sunman, Indiana, Durban, West Virginia, Boyce, Virginia, Lawrenceville, Georgia, Hamburg, Pennsylvania, Millstone Township, New Jersey, Wilmington, Delaware, Santa Maria, California, Colleyville, Texas, Greencastle, Pennsylvania, Vernon, New Jersey, Levittown, Pennsylvania, Fairplay, South Carolina, Stoughton, Massachusetts, Paradise, Pennsylvania, Sumter, South Carolina, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Waycross, New York, K, K.O. Coast, uh, California and Westchester, PA. <laughs> I want to
2: compliment you on your pronunciation of the <laughs> Thank towns. You. Uh, Pretty good. I'm nailing it today, aren't I? <laughs> really good. Yeah, so, you know, I listen. N- n- no That's way. amazing. I, cause, you know, I get the notices on my email and I didn't, I didn't realize there were that many. Well, and it's, and it's funny. It's like anything when
0: you, you know, you see a notice that you sold one or two or three or whatever. There's just all kinds of, uh, um, uh you know, people and things and, right. you know, so, Listen. At the end of the day, we're just happy to be selling cars. <laughs> if they were all to right. Morgantown, we'd be happy. Yeah,
2: we had a couple of slow weeks there, yeah. but that's, that seems seems to have picked up quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. And you know, we got a rainy day today, and there are people walking through. Again, not all the sales come from people walking through, although occasionally it
0: happens. Occasionally it happens <clears throat> more than most often. When we sell a car, it's usually because somebody's seen it online. Right, and even if they if they come here, um, then normally they have seen it online first mm-hmm. and then therefore then they come here and see it in person and say yeah that's that finalizes what i thought about the car that i wanted the car so you know that's the kind of stuff that uh, it's hard to to track or manipulate mm-hmm. or to know uh, always you know you used to ask the age old question how did you hear about us well Oh, well, I saw you on the Internet. Well, well that's – okay. Was it
2: our website? Right. Was it – No, I hamming? saw a, a story about the Batmobile. I never heard of you, and now I know yeah. Classic Automall. And by the way, I live five minutes from here. Uh, yeah. That so, happens too. Oh, I was passing on the Turnpike. I see it all the time, but yeah. I never
0: stopped. Yeah. I didn't know really what it was. Right. Classic Automall wasn't clear enough. <laughs>
2: Kind of shorten the name or something. I don't know. You know, I, I,
0: Auto Mall. I I'm always, you know, every business name that I've ever tried to come up with, I always try to make it as simplistic as mm-hmm. possible. Or you know, you could call it something like Motoropolis, and then nobody would know right. what it was. Then Everybody. it sounds
2: like Disneyland. You yeah. don't know, what's going on in there?
0: No idea. So, uh, but anyway, we uh, we were thankful that the sales have picked up. The consignments yeah. are you know through the roof, and mm-hmm. still we're at uh, eleven hundred and thirty one consignments for the year. Okay. So it looks like we'll hit twelve hundred, which would average a hundred consignments per month last year we did 1059 so we're above that mm-hmm. by uh 40 60 and a whole month to 70, go with basically what do we have about, about
2: 850 of them under the roof right now eight eight let's see
0: 850 consignments and then about 30 of our own cars that we have mm-hmm. so 880 something nice uh offered for sale right now and uh you know just unbelievable I yeah mean, it's it's an amazing amount of cars and we have a little bit of everything you know we have everything like, like our cars that we sold this week the cheapest one was seven thousand dollars yeah all the way up
2: to a brand new Porsche—not brand new, but a new, new to us. New 911 Turbo. Turbo. Oh, you're probably yeah. going to talk about that. I'm sorry. No, no, I don't have that on the list on your yeah. agenda. <laughs> Thanks here. a lot. I appreciate it. I don't like my agenda. <laughs> right up front, though, if you want to see a beautiful Porsche, <laughs>
0: yeah, it really silver is. on red, it's silver just... with a with an interesting red interior. Mm. It's more of a uh, ox blood. Like yeah. a, that's <laughs> going to be our new our new term yeah. uh, that we use. So anyway, um, so we'll keep the consignments coming. Let's see if we can. I mean, we have filled the building. Basically, we have got so many cars in here and. They are piled down the aisleways, and we apologize for all of you that actually come here. <laughs> I know it's hard to walk around sometimes, but uh, you know it's it's just uh, one of those things.
2: Yeah, keep your zippers and, and yeah.
0: Levi's uh, rivets, yeah, yep. close. To keep them close to your vest, right? Uh, <laughs> because you know, at the end of the day, um, our cars sell online, so. It doesn't matter where your car is parked in the building, mm-hmm. if it's in an aisle way or if it's in a back room or if it's at the back of a room, because every car is front and center. Mm-hmm. I online. imagine you get some pushback from owners. go, Hey, sure. why is my car in the back sure, room? Sure, sure. And listen, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. where your car is. 95% of the cars we sell are online. People see them. They're always in the main showroom when they're online.
2: So, yep, I mean, absolutely. You know, you're, you're not... Uh, they all get the same treatment. They same. all get
0: the same treatment, whether it's a $5,000 car or a $50,000 car. And again... Seven thousand was the cheapest in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Seventy two thousand was the most expensive car we sold in the yep. last two weeks. So right. and then everything in between. Forty,
2: forty, right? Yeah. Forty's like the midpoint. Yeah,
0: forty is about our sweet spot mm-hmm. of, of price points on cars. But we sell expensive cars and we sell less expensive mm-hmm. cars as well, too. So uh it's one of those things that um, we like to have something for everybody. We like the fact that there are you know a car that's affordable to somebody who's starting out in the hobby and we like the car that's here that's available to the seasoned guy who's had a bunch of cars and has deep pockets and can afford and buy whatever he wants and uh but you know it's funny the we we always say this the less expensive cars are usually more difficult to sell in as much as that the people, it's a big deal to somebody to buy a five thousand dollar car who doesn't have a lot of money versus a guy who's got to buy a hundred thousand dollar mm-hmm. car and has got all the money in the world and it doesn't matter. Right. This this means a lot to the guy with the five thousand dollar car. This is you know every penny he's got to to go towards his starter. You know, mm-hmm. car, and he doesn't want to make a mistake, and you don't blame him because, you know, guys who have multiples of cars, if they make a mistake, eh, so what? All right, I missed one, right? So, anyway, uh, when we return, uh, we'll talk a little bit more. We were going to have a guest on the show, but um, he's a little under the weather this morning, yep. so we'll talk about a little bit of things going on, and we'll certainly reschedule him to be on the show. Is Brad Phillips from the Senior VP of uh, RM Sotheby's? Get well soon, Brad, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about RM and what they're doing and some upcoming auctions when we return.
2: It's
1: a museum, it's a showroom, it's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor Show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor Show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor Show, only right here on America's Web Radio.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. We're back with a classic autoball podcast on a rainy Saturday, December the 3rd, 2022. This year is almost over. I can't believe it. I know. <laughs> I love this time of year, though. It's the best. But I do in too. Pennsylvania. I love holidays. Mm-hmm. I hope we have a, one good snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally speaking, I hope it's on Christmas. Uh, that will be good. You know, white Christmas. Yeah, we're going to uh, Missouri for Christmas, and then New Year's we're going to Colorado. So, and maybe take the grandkids skiing. So. Oh, that sounds like fun. Oh yeah.
2: Ethan's got his friend just moved to Colorado. Yeah,
0: nothing more fun than teaching a five-year-old, three-year-old, <laughs> and a Funny one-year-old thing. how to ski. Yeah, and and they can't lug their own skis, so uh-huh. you're lugging the skis for them. So, you know, one of those things. Anyway, our guest this morning was supposed to be Brad Phillips from uh, the Senior VP of RM Sotheby's. Brad's under the weather this morning. We wish him well. We'll have him on soon, next week. Yep. Um we'll try to try to get that uh, lined up, but uh you know, they've got a great auction coming up. Uh actually be tonight if you're listening uh, on America's Web Radio on December the 10th. Um the Miami sale and it's a curated sale. Uh, of what they call young timer cars Mm -hmm. which are 1980s and 90s and 2000s bmws and porsches and and uh wrx's and no i don't think it's wrx's really wrx's is a whole different 2004 yeah but it is it is cars that kind of my generation grew up with that's cool porsches the bmws and mercedes they have amg uh, coupes that have the six liter Mm -hmm. v8 they've got A Ferrari V12 engine table that I want so bad I can't stand it. But you know it's going to bring 50, 60 It'll bring five figures for sure. Oh, absolutely. And then they've got a... Enzo motor.
2: Really? Yeah. <laughs>
0: that, what is that going to bring?
2: Six figures. Yeah. It, wow, that's amazing. Yeah,
0: I don't know that that doesn't bring two or three hundred thousand.
2: I'd buy that and put a tabletop on it. <laughs> and then
0: you would copy the guide right before right. you. Um, nanny, nanny, nanny. Yeah. I, got a, I got an Enzo so, engine. So some of the cars that they have uh, coming up, uh, they have a Z8 BMW a 2001, 2002. Which Very are, cool. Those are, that's one of my cars on my bucket list. But okay. They keep getting more and more expensive. Oh, yeah. It's like everything. <laughs> Every time I look, I go, you know, I used to be able to afford Mm them. Not anymore. Mm -hmm. Nope. Now they're, you know, X, Y, Z. And I think the Alpina versions, which are the higher horsepower specialty ones are breaking 400 grand. Wow. Now I say that it's on my bucket list, but I've never driven one. So how do I know it's on my bucket list? I have cars like that that are on my list that I've actually never driven.
2: So and then you drive them, and then you're disappointed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we've talked about this in the past. Yep. A Cobra mm-hmm. uh, is you burn your legs on the <laughs> it's the bike. Uncomfortable. You know, it's hot, it's noisy. Well, some of the old vets are yeah, like some really of the old hard vets. to drive. Yes. remember the 70s vets were very darty, especially mm-hmm. like the C4s or C3s. Let's see. C20, C3, C4. Yeah. If you just barely touched the mm-hmm. wheel, you were going in a different direction. Right. And so that was one of the things that you didn't know until you owned it. So, hmm. you know, be careful of what you wish for on your bucket list because it may not,
2: right. it, it may disappoint you. I'm sure when I get my Pantera, it's going to be <laughs> hot and it's claustrophobic in uh, there. Oh, and I, I, spent,
0: I spent many a days driving a Pantera in Los Angeles when uh, I, I worked and lived out there. And a guy that I worked for had a massive collection mm-hmm. of cars, and one of them was a Pantera. And, and they had those driveway you know the 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 bump between the driveway uh-huh. and the street and there that that real harsh angle yep. they really were bad in California at the time this was early 80s mm-hmm. and the throttle stuck on that thing coming home and it was starting to, it was getting hot and it was smoke was coming out of it and i just wanted to get it back and i didn't want to not be able to get it in the driveway so i hit that angle at oh. like Thirty miles an hour, oh, and no. just about. And then the fence was literally one inch on either side of the mirror to get through mm-hmm. between the house and the neighbor's house to go back to the garage. And man, I don't know how I didn't Can't you that. Just
2: reach back there, and <laughs> adjust the throttle cable. Well,
0: and and I shut it off halfway down the driveway uh-huh. and coasted it in, and smoke pouring out. Wow. Nobody was looking out the window, thank God. Wow. So then I ran inside and picked up a book and acted like I wasn't. And I had never been anywhere. I don't know who I, drove that Yeah, ahead. I'm not sure. I was. I was here. So the guy. It was funny. We worked for this guy, me and my buddy from Knoxville, and whatever he didn't drive, we got to drive mm-hmm. for the day. And he had a 928 Porsche, and this was, they were only about three years old right. at the time, and the Pantera, and a Jag XJ6, mm-hmm. a sedan, and a 30s hot rod, and a Trans Am, mm-hmm. and a something else, a pickup truck of some type. So whatever he drove, we would fight for, and the 928 was our one we. Preferred to yes. drive because that was just a cool car back then. Nothing like cruising Sunset Strip in a nine twenty eight Porsche, thinking that you're really cool. And of course, you realize that nobody's looking at you; they're looking at the car. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, mm-hmm. um, so they've got. Speaking of nine twenty eights, they've got one of my another one of my bucket list cars at this Miami sale coming up. RM auctions um, coming up December the tenth.
2: Which uh, the is today, nine, as this a uh, show airs? Uh, yes,
0: uh, is the nine twenty eight GTS. Yes, which was they made in 93, 94, and ninety five. And they were the highest horsepower uh of the 928s. And, of course, they were mostly in automatic, hard to find one with a manual transmission. Of course, as the years went by, that that wasn't that unusual that you couldn't find, you know, people were getting more and more, further and further away from manual transmissions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, 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 here's the thing. I have a car with a manual transmission, and it is fun to drive. In ninety nine percent of the situations where it's not fun to drive is in traffic, right. or when you're driving around a downtown area or something. It's just it becomes a workout moving that clutch in and mm-hmm. out, especially if it's a little bit heavy. But uh, but boy, when you're out driving around back roads and stuff, there's nothing better. Being right. able to select that gear, it immediately goes into it. There's no lag like there can be with some of the uh, paddle shifted uh, semi automatics, if you will. Uh, I know that the first Ferrari i drove with one of those was a uh f355 and it was odd it was when you shifted it would decelerate Mm -hmm. stops accelerating then accelerate again and it could be really jerky and not not enjoyable whereas with a manual you're controlling whether it does that or it doesn't do that so uh but anyway um but i would take the 928 gts with a manual transmission. That would be awesome. Yep. And then uh, an 87 560 SEC Mercedes, which is one of my favorite body styles. That was the precursor to my CL55 that I have. This mm-hmm. one's the AMG wide body, and this thing is so cool. It has got that stance, that, that Miami look to yep. it, and here it is for sale in Miami. So, um, you know, it's one of those cars that you either love it or you hate it. And then they've got a 96 911 Turbo Coupe, which is... The second to last year of the air cooled uh, Porsches, mm-hmm. and then of course a '97 Turbo S uh, Coupe, which the estimate on that car is 550 to 650 thousand dollars. <laughs> is that crazy? That's appreciation. Yeah, yeah. So you know, who knows what it's going to bring? I mean, here's—I just was looking online. The Enzo engine, the uh, the estimate on that is 200 to 300 thousand dollars for an engine, mm-hmm. and the V12 Ferrari engine table is 30 to 60 thousand.
2: Wow, wow. Yeah. That's incredible. I was looking, where did I see it? Uh, There was a uh, Porsche R, 911 R, which I love. I actually saw one at a show and I didn't realize they were so rare. Uh, uh, What's his name has one? North of us. Oh, Mascaro? Mascaro. Oh, yeah. I didn't, well, this one went for, I think it was either on Bring a Trail or wherever. Right. $500,000. I'm like, really? Wow. Did not know. They made 961 of them. Right. Um, but still, they're special. So the
0: 87 Mercedes 560 SEC, it was the yes. two-door coupe. What year? Of the Mercedes okay. 87. Okay. And it's the AMG six-liter wide body. Mm-hmm. Um this one has got only, I think, 14,000, it's in kilometers, but 14,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's got the 5.5 liter uh, that was bored out to six liters. Uh, this thing is a beast. I mean, it is just unbelievable uh, to drive and really just menacing cool. It's black, 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 mm-hmm. uh, with black BBS wheels, with the silver uh, chrome uh, surrounds. Mm-hmm. And then the other one that they have is the Lamborghini LM002, which is the SUV. Rambo Lamborghini. Lambo. the Rambo Lambo. Love this it. one's in red. Oh, nice. So why not? And the estimate on it is 200 to two
2: hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, they're relatively affordable. Yeah, actually, if you think about yeah, it's, it. They're impractical. Yeah, and very <laughs> expensive to maintain. We, I have a buddy who has one in, in Bucks County and, uh, yeah they're amazing yeah they, they will really go anywhere and uh so, you know that's that's
0: one of the things that's so cool about those things is they were built to be off-roading mm-hmm. most of them were built by saudi sheiks and 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 guys who ran them through the desert yeah. and needed to be uh a reliable and be uh tough and c fast because mm-hmm.
2: you had to have that but uh anyway there's less than i think there's less than a 100 of them in the united states i think there's there a is very a, yeah. very low number sure you rarely see them and when you do it's it's a special thing sure and they're
0: they're just so cool looking. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're you, you immediately know you're looking at something different when you see them. You don't even maybe necessarily know what it is, but you know it's something different. Yep. So, if you go to rmsotheby's.com, dot com, r m s o t h e b y s dot com, you can see the full listing of everything they have offered, and it'll be offered tonight if you're listening on December the tenth uh, at their sale in Miami. And then they've got uh, some other upcoming sales. Uh, I think that's going to be the last one for the year uh that they're doing uh and then uh well they've got some uh they have amazing cars they're always they always do their homework on their cars Was they,
2: sotheby's at greenwich is that the, the auction we went to oh uh that was sort of in the back there was it that was Bonhams. oh Bonhams.
0: yeah so okay. um they've been doing an auction there i think since day one in greenwich okay uh they've moved it was involved with the um the concord and now it's kind of a separate thing but uh but anyway, if you get a chance, check out Sotheby's. Like I said, they do their homework. And if you call them, if you call RM's, one of their car specialists about a car, they will tell you everything about the car. I mean, they know details about cars that the owners probably don't know. For sure. You know what I mean? They they really do their homework when it comes to these. So, you know, certainly... uh um, Give them, a, give them a shout and uh, they'll be glad to answer any questions for you and if you get a chance go see that sale and uh, or see them at, in Paris in February, Amelia island in March mm. uh, uh, they've got a whole they they get to go all over the world they're like formula one guys they get to just hang out and France and awesome. Europe and Germany and wherever they want to go. Do I some- know. I was
2: looking forward to hearing. Brad sounds like he's got the dream job. too. Yeah, I talked yeah. to a lot of people with the. With the <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got the dream job too. Well, but yeah. Well, it's pretty cool. Uh, I think you have the dream job, Steve. <laughs> uh,
0: but anyway, uh, RM had an amazing year uh, last year. They, the results in Monterey were absolutely. Spectacular. Uh, they, uh, not only did they sell $260 million worth of cars in, in, uh, Monterey, but they also won Best in Show in mm. Pebble Beach, which is the peace de resistance. Uh, and then they sold a $143 million Mercedes. So, you know, not a bad year for them. So, um, if you get a chance, go check them out. They, uh, they just recently sold the Schumacher Ferrari, which we talked about, Mm -hmm. uh, the 2003 F2003 for $15 million. And, uh, and then they had the Newman Haas racing sale that was just recently. So the
2: economy sometimes, some people are not affected by the economy. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Everybody costs.
0: Still collect cars, still spend a lot of money on cars. Uh, you know, people, well, well, you look back at the recession. We always Mm -hmm. say this. And the, and the great, you know, the stock market crash in the 20s. And, and look, there was what 30% unemployment, but there was 70% employment. So, and there was a lot of wealthy people who were still wealthy after all of that. It, 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 I'm not trying to just diminish it by any stretch. I just, the point being is that there's always a market for classic cars or high-end collectibles, whether it's art or watches or, you know, jewelry or whatever it is that you, you collect. Um, There's always a market for it. It may be a little softer than normal. Mm -hmm. You know, you may the prices may be a little bit uh, uh, suppressed at certain times. But it doesn't seem that way with some of these big auction houses right right now. I mean, they're hitting world record Mm -hmm. prices. And uh, there's just so much disposable income that people have out there still to this day. And I think, too, that people are feeling a little more... Normal, mm-hmm. you know, with the COVID thing mm-hmm. that we've gone through, with the elections, with just all the stuff that unsettles this country. Yeah, uh, we seem to have settled in a little bit, stabilized, so, a, stabilized. Little bit, a little, stabilized. And uh, so, when we return, we won't get into any more of that. <laughs> uh, we'll talk some more about cars and upcoming events and things going on here at Classic Automobile when we return. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard
2: Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app.
1: When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published. You can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with a classic <laughs> automobile podcast playing you thank God we don't record the in-between-the-air right. stuff.
2: I, we, we have a whole suite of uh, shows in between our shows. So,
0: well, well wishes to our friend Jay Leno. Looking good. Uh, looking good, man. He's uh, he's out there and about. And
2: I don't know what's uh, worth, getting burned in the face or having to put up with those stupid questions from reporters. <laughs> yeah, I
0: don't know. They probably it. like oh. I think that he'll take the burn in the face any day. <laughs>
2: I, will. I mean, he looks great. Yeah, well. Yeah, I mean. It, did, it, it wasn't, uh, well, he has access to great you know, great doctor. I know, obviously. but you started to say it wasn't that bad. no, it I mean, was bad when you have gasoline spill on your face yeah. and then light on fire, but it was kind of under his his chin and on his chin, and it th- wasn't. <laughs> oh. Well, it wasn't that, directly on his face. No. I'm not saying it was wasn't bad. I'm just saying it, it could have been worse. What Jay,
0: I'm I have nothing to do <laughs> with this. Sorry. We know it's bad. We wish you well. We're praying for you, yes, Jay. We are. No, but uh, he was out driving in his uh, car the other day. His E55 Mercedes, and uh, um, and I, he was doing. I think he did a, com- a couple of comedy
2: shows. He did, ago. and he was. I saw him getting get. Oddly enough, getting gas. gas. Nobody's, you know, meant it. Nobody thought well enough to ask him about the gas station. They were asking, "We love you, Jay, and we got your back, and all that." Yeah, not. Hey, is it? Thank you, thank you. Is it
0: not? You know, are you not feeling a little uncomfortable getting gas? Because (laughs) that would be the
2: smart question. (laughs) Can I get that for you, Jay? (laughs) Yeah, could we?
0: Could you step way over there? It was a
2: '50s car too. It was a big '50s Cadillac or something. I mean, you know, it's got
0: to make you think. But he doesn't seem like one of those guys who would even dwell on something Not like that. All. He's probably embarrassed by all the attention. Mm-hmm. He's just one of those kind of down-to-earth people that happens to be famous. And, you know, that's got to be kind of a, a tough place to be. You For know? sure. Uh, you know, you want to enjoy your life and do what you do. And he seems very accessible. I mean, every time we've ever talked to him, he's very accessible and mm-hmm. takes time to talk and takes a picture with, it, with you and doesn't, you know, doesn't complain
2: about it or seem to complain about it. I told you he was the first celebrity I saw in person when I moved to L.A. Right. At Alpha Beta at Fairfax in Santa Monica. He was riding his motorcycle. Right. I saw him again at uh, the Beverly Hills Car Show where he saw my Grand National. And then I bumped into him at the Literature Fair. We used to have an automotive literature fair at Irwindale Racetrack wow. in California. And he was there buying magazines literature, and books. Yeah. <clears throat> really cool. Back totally before, accessible. As you
0: back before the Internet.
2: Yeah, it was before the Internet. Yeah, or,
0: or, or early stages of the Internet. Yeah. You know, back then when you – I mean, you think about – The ways you had to learn about cars and classic cars was either magazines or books. Yep. Uh, you know, or anything else you needed to learn about was an encyclopedia at the library. And, right. uh, of course, what happened to encyclopedias? I,
2: I don't guess? know. And I'm not sure they even have the literature fair anymore, but that was fun because you can go and get <clears throat> sure. old magazines and books.
0: Well, well, you do notice that at almost every uh, auction, there is that company, PJs, I think that they have all the automotive brochures <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're all categorized by you know, make and they have a, an amazing selection and they seem to do very well. I mean, I, I obviously they do or they wouldn't keep going back to the auctions. Right, um, but you see them at, at a lot of the sales, and they'll have this whole display set up of all these crates, and it's brochures from the 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s, and mostly 60s and 70s mm-hmm. stuff. You see, uh, but. It's amazing the the stuff that they have and they find and 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 like I said they seem to do well so uh, I I I hope that medium never completely goes away right because right. I I love sometimes there's nothing better than r- touching something while you're reading it sometimes it's hard to read things on the internet sometimes it's hard to do research and to go back and reference things like you can with a book or you can mark a page or mm-hmm. or, or something along those lines of course I you know I say that however I have stacks of books and magazines to, to be read
2: I barely get to I know.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like auto week. It's like, I don't want another auto week. So they changed it every two weeks, but still kept their name auto week, which was interesting. (laughs) But anyway, uh, some of the new inventory we've gotten in recently. Did you see the 2016 Z06 coupe? in the main showroom mm-hmm. here the red one.
2: Yes, I did. Torch red over jet black. Awesome car. What an amazing car. Yeah, the it stance really... on that thing is just <laughs> yeah. incredible.
0: Got the carbon fiber accenting, 6.2 liter supercharged uh, LT4, magnetic ride control which, you know, that's they put that on the Cadillac Escalade as well, that magnetic ride control, and it's supposed to anticipate the bumps and kind of oh. soften them for you. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. That
2: would be helpful in a Corvette. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, it would. And an Escalade as well, too. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that they're on two different ends of the spectrum, if you will, of, of vehicles. Uh, eight-speed automatic with the paddle shift, 12,000 Actual model.
2: Practically barely broken in.
0: Yeah. And it's six, almost seven model years old. Uh, because mm. if it was a 2016, mm-hmm. you could have bought it in late 2015. 15, yeah. Um, so seven, eight years old.
2: Spectacular car.
0: Yeah. It really is. Uh, also a 19, uh, Ford Mustang Bullet, which is appropriately in dark highland green, uh, over ebony, which I'm assuming is black. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, this thing is one owner. Eighteen hundred and ninety-two original
2: miles. He didn't enjoy it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the green one is. He probably had other
0: ones. Yeah, five-liter Coyote V8 with yeah. four hundred and eighty horsepower. And you say, well, that doesn't sound like a lot in today's. It's plenty.
2: That's a lot of power. Plenty, plenty, plenty. I'm plenty. Telling you, I got three eighty in the truck, and it's plenty. plenty. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I got three fifty in the nine eleven. It's plenty. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it's funny how you we we all think that we want more, right? And it's- then when you get more, first of all, you put your foot into anything that's got over. 500 horsepower, and you can only keep your foot in it for a mm-hmm. very short period of time, no matter where you are, because either A, you're going way faster than you can afford the ticket for, or B, there's something going to be in your way, or C, you just get a little nervous about and it. And D, you run out of gas. And you can run out of gas <laughs> as well. I mean, if you lay into any of these cars with high horsepower, man, oh man, oh man, I mean, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. within within two or three seconds, you're starting to second guess whether you should keep your foot in
2: it, your or capabilities. Not. Yeah, <laughs> even if you're on the turnpike yeah.
0: or going up 176 from here, which I don't speed going up 176. Right, never for any law enforcement officers mm-hmm. that happen to be listening. We we obey the.
2: You remember the 1199. 1199- Club in California, if you, it, it's a foundation. The 1199 yeah. Foundation was a CHP foundation. If you had that license plate frame around your Porsche. Right. It gives you, it gives you a little bit of leeway. <laughs> they and, might let you go a little a bit. A little bit, because you've donated, but it's hard, right. it was hard to get them. Yeah, well, I would imagine. Yeah, like the, a, a concealed carry permit in New York City exactly, or something. Exactly, same thing. <laughs> very, very difficult. But they're, I think they're making, I read something this week that they're remaking Bullet the Movie, and they're wondering what car to use, and I'm thinking, why not use the new Bullet? But I guess, they're going to try to iconize. Is that a word? I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> a new car,
0: nothing like a real world. Is Bradley Cooper going to be in it? I, I oh, mean, that's
2: the other thing. They're trying to figure out who's going to, who's be, the going to be in it.
0: And they say it's not going to be a remake. It's going to be a tribute or something along those well, lines. Well, we can only hope. Yeah, but you know what's what's funny about uh, car chases in movies is that back in the '60s and '70s and even '80s. You didn't, you didn't have an opportunity to see cars from the perspective that you could see them in a movie. You know, you didn't get to ride along Mm -hmm. with the camera inside the car. Now, every race car's got 14 cameras on it. You can see it from the spoiler. You can see it from the front wing. You can see it from the driver's perspective. You can see it from the top of the car. Um, you can see all kinds of interesting things, uh, that with drones, you can be hovering above the car. You know, back in when Bullet came out, you didn't get that perspective of a car and then they did it really well the chase scene i mean the movie itself is like <gasps> okay um mm-hmm. it's it yeah, can yeah. be a little slow and the dialogue is right. slow and they spend a little bit too much time on certain things although with that said i will say that i'm not a fan of the quick move oh, this is going to date me the mtv style jump cuts where they jump cut where they're just cuts. going from one scene to the next yeah, scene yeah. so quick but but there's also a too slow Mm -hmm. (laughs) right that's what they did in these old movies they would focus on something to be like okay please go to the next scene (laughs) anything other than what you're doing here Mm -hmm. so but um they you saw perspectives of vehicles that you'd never got to see before when you saw bullet come out in the late Mm -hmm. 60s or smoking the bandit in the 70s and and when that happened nowadays how are you going to make it – a car chase scene isn't quite the same as it was then. So how are you going to make it – how are you going to make it different? How are you going to make it yeah. so it's relevant to 2023 or whatever, 2024, whenever the thing comes out? Uh That's going to be the interesting uh, uh litmus
2: Maybe tale. they should use electric cars. It'll just be this – there'll be no exhaust sound. It'll just be this <laughs> – that's it. That's all you hear it. Quiet and you just kind yeah. of meditate through the movie.
0: So, I mean, I guess most of the uh, electric cars now have pumped in yeah, exhaust can, sound, Yeah, you right? can – yeah crazy but anyway the um uh, the mustang bullet is here and available for sale uh we got a 68 chevelle ss396 convertible in seafrost green over black and that's a really unusual green it was sitting right Right. over there i was just i noticed you looked over that yeah because
2: i think we featured it in social
0: yeah it's uh it's beautiful Yes, I mean, it's, it is it's sharp. A lot of greens are uh, the Highland Green I really like mm-hmm. in the bullet, and this lighter gr- Seafoam Green. There's some greens that I don't care for. Everything in between carbon.
2: those two yeah, is pretty yeah.
0: much useless. Yeah, yeah, I don't really care so much for it. But uh, this Sea frost Green over black is beautiful. Beautiful restoration. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three ninety six. L35, the Turbo Hydromatic 400, meticulous build. Uh, if you get a chance, come check it out. And then, of course, a 2001 Prancing Horse, the 360, uh, Spider, uh, Grigio Titanio over Slate Gray. Uh, it's a Euro spec Ferrari, which means it was originally built and sold in Europe. It wasn't a built for the U.S. Uh version, which they have. Uh Uh, and then after so many years, you can, I think it's after well, I don't know how many years it is, because mm-hmm. I was going to say 25, but this car isn't 25 years old, so I don't know. Right. Maybe how it's, it's not over here. It's not here. It's black market. I'm sorry, it's really not here. <laughs> not here. I, sorry, did I, did I say Ferrari <laughs> not on I the meant website? to say Chevrolet Vega? Um so anyway, uh, it's the first year for the 360. It's got the 3.6 liter double overham, dub, double overham. overhead, yeah, two hands, <laughs> double overhead cam. <laughs> With the Formula One six-speed automatic, which we aforementioned and talked about. Mm-hmm. It's got new roof actuators, which apparently is a thing, <laughs> and the tools and the manuals. And then another green car, believe it or not, is a a 32 Ford Roadster, meadow green over tan. It's an all-steel Brookville body, um, three-inch chop. Top bop top is what I wrote there. I don't mm-hmm. know what the hell I was thinking. I think it's bop top, bop top. Uh, board three fifty with three deuces, three two barrel carbs. It was a Rodder's Journal featured car. Wow, and it's got the Dart Sportsman heads. So uh, this thing is really, really cool. We've been getting some really interesting hot rods in as of late um that are unique and different, mm-hmm. and and so many hot rods you see have followed the same kind of path mm-hmm. of the others. They, you know, that people like what they like and there's, you know, no different than a Camaro or a Corvette all looking the same from different eras. Um, a lot of the hot rods had the same features because, you know, they, they're tried and true. People have tried them different ways and they realize, oh, this is the way we really want it. Or, this is the way that it would be best. And so, um, you know, it's listen to each his own. And I tell people when you customize a car, try not to go crazy because the more custom you make something the more you limit your market when it's mm-hmm. time to resell it and not that anybody has any plans of selling or even trying to you know uh, make money off of these right, things because sure. you know that doesn't happen but uh, um, but what you want to do is you want to make something so that there's a wide market of people that want it when it's time for you to move on to something else and listen we all get we all get ready for something different you know mm-hmm. our dream car after you've had it for 10 years maybe you're looking for something different maybe a new dream car you've Got to experience that when you've gotten to use it, um, and then. You know, time to move on. So if it's over-customized, it's more
2: difficult to sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just keep it simple. But you're right. There's a lot of clean hot rods here that... Yeah. Uh, really
0: no flames, mm-hmm. no... no, You know, just a nice solid paint job of a, a single color with a, a beautiful leather interior and usually a 350 Chevy. Usually chrome. Usually lots of chrome. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a quick change rear end. Uh, sometimes some, you know, uh, high-dollar headers. Um, sometimes they've even got... You you know, modern day stereos and things like that. Uh, a lot of people like to just listen to the to the car. So, <laughs> you know, you can have the nicest stereo in the world, but if the if you've got a good a good and motor, then uh, you know you maybe won't uh, listen to that stereo, and that would be a, just been a waste of time <laughs> and money. So, when we return, uh, we'll talk about some other things automotive and uh, tell you about some upcoming
2: things coming here to Classic Automotive. When we return, since the nineteen sixties. J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783. Or visit jctaylor.com slash awr drive through time with peace of mind. JC Taylor.
1: It's a museum. It's a showroom. It's an experience. The classic auto mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare custom and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, classic auto mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from Classic Auto Mall Studios on a rainy Saturday, December the 3rd, 2022. The year is over. Much, not- <laughs> I don't mean it's, that's something. It's more, almost over. It's almost over. It's over. It will be over January 1st, be our fifth anniversary. Um we have been here for five. Wow. Five years—it's hard to good believe. Good years, anyway. End of the year, our five-year anniversary is coming up. It's hard to believe. Thank you for everybody who helped make that happen. Um, we really appreciate it. Really appreciate all of our consigners and our buyers, and just people that come out and and uh, promote Classic Auto Mall. And you know, like we said on last week's show and the past couple of shows, if you're in a market that's you know 200 miles from here plus uh east of the mississippi we'd love to talk to you about becoming a, a rep we got a couple of emails i apologize i i just saw one that came in must have come in last week and i must have missed it because i didn't because my battery was dead and i couldn't find mm-hmm. my stupid
2: charger for my laptop yeah so you buy a range rover <laughs> then they tell you not to yeah, and
0: everybody says oh you can't buy a range rover they're you know they're trouble and no offense to range rovers listen it's a great car driving to downtown philly last night night before last check engine light comes on and sometimes the check engine light means stop immediately it does uh, you know so kathy breaks out the the owner's manual because i already knew what it said i just wanted to make her have it or double check right. it for me because i've read it you know page to page through and through and she said if it's not flashing then it's something to do with the emissions if it's flashing Jump out of the car immediately. No. Really? Get, the fire yeah, get the fire extinguisher out and run for your life. No. Um, if it's flashing, that means that there's something that's critical that's okay. wrong. So we called the Range Rover place and they said, no, 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 you, you're okay to drive it. It's usually the O2 sensor. Uh, this happens a lot of foreign cars have this and it's always around this one's got 30,000 miles on it and it's usually around 30,000 miles and it usually happens when it first turns cold. Mm. So the guy seemed, you know, very knowledgeable. So I'm taking it down next week. We'll see. I'll give a report on how he did right, so, right. Uh, but uh, but anyway, we were driving down to. Uh, I gave a presentation speech, if you will, at the Union League of Philadelphia, right, which is an amazing building. Mm-hmm. I got the nickel tour uh, before for an hour tour, mm-hmm. actually, of wow. the building, and there was guys in, in kilts with the scotch dinner they were doing, and there was, they had, we walked into the Lincoln room, which is probably seats about 500 people, and it was just before they were getting ready to have this dinner party, and all these guys in their kilts, there was guys playing bagpipes, hmm. and on every table was like four bottles of single malt scotch. Really? All high end single malt nice. scotch. Nice. bottles of wine. You could tell these guys are going to be red in the face pretty soon. Uh-huh. Uh, but they have a the Union League of, of Philadelphia, if you don't know, is a four thousand member, one of the oldest clubs, uh, founded in eighteen sixty two, and it's the number one city club in the world. Um, and it's one of those throwback things. You think that it would be hard for something like that to survive? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a social club. Um, I, I, I take that back. It's more than a social club. It's 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 more than a club, but. You know, in this day and age, I mean, when was the last time you were invited to a cocktail party? When was the last time that you went to a dinner party at somebody's house? I mean, it just Mm – it doesn't happen like it used to happen – even 15 or 20 or 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, but this thing is booming. There is people everywhere. Um, they have a subgroup called the fine auto society. And I spoke to that group and met some wonderful people. Now, some people that had done business with us before, some people that had heard of us, some people that had never heard of us. Um, they offered to, you know, nominate me to be a member. And Mm -hmm. I don't know how much that costs or what that's going (laughs) to entail. We didn't tell you how much it costs. Yeah. yeah. If you have to ask then, uh, so I didn't agree. Uh, you know, (laughs) I just said, let me put it on my count. No, um, certainly it was just interesting Mm -hmm. that that they have this type of club, and and it's really just a cool old building Mm -hmm. uh, in downtown Philly. And uh, so – Oh, well, we did that and it was wonderful and we loved meeting everybody and, uh,
2: The check engine like on the way there or on the way home? On
0: the way there, on which the way is nerve wracking. Yeah. On the way home, I wouldn't have cared so much because I wasn't right. under some kind of deadline to get there and be there at a certain time and to speak. And of course I spoke right through the soup and the salad. So <laughs> I only got the entree. So, but That's all right. yeah, but it was fun and, and, and it was enjoyable and it was interesting to see that and meet some really interesting people, uh, in the hobby. And, and I say this all the time, whether you're at an auction or a dinner or an event or Mm -hmm. whatever the people in this hobby are just fantastic
2: yeah and you just never know who might be a customer or yeah a a visitor or whatever
0: absolutely i mean Mm -hmm. you you never know you see guys and you think oh because they have money they're all into cars well that's not necessarily the case a lot of people aren't into cars Mm -hmm. and that's okay we don't look down our nose at you right not not much (laughs) not very much anyway Uh, but They are very enthusiastic about the hobby, and they're very enthusiastic about how to keep the kids involved and bring the next generation into the hobby. And not selfishly,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. not because they want somebody to sell their car to, because they want the hobby to continue. They want it to be a relevant thing. And uh, you got this old-school club. And with the the paintings on the walls, mm-hmm. believe them. The sculptures that you see and the woodwork in the building is just spectacular. Go online and check it out. Just mm-hmm. check the pictures out, and you'll you'll see what I'm saying. And uh, but it's great that they keep things like that alive, and that they keep things. They're able to do uh, clubs like that or have clubs like that that still are are relevant to people. And it's apparently a big thing. And I'd never heard of it, of course. Right, uh, it's, that's it's, my social circles. It, for
2: they don't do a lot of advertising. No. <laughs> It's kind of a private <laughs> yeah, pri- Hence
0: the situation. private club thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, I had a great question that I was going to ask. What was the last car you owned that didn't have air conditioning? Okay. <laughs> I'm asking. I'm not asking you to contemplate it. Damn, well,
2: it's kind of like when you fill out one of these forms you yeah. got to think about that.
0: <laughs> so my last one was an That a- did not have air conditioning. Did not have air conditioning. I had an 85 Cadillac that had air conditioning, but it didn't work. And I was living in Daytona. Oh. Uh, and it was miserable. And the a- driver's side window wouldn't go down either. Oh, this no. thing that had electrical gremlins. <laughs> it was an 85 Cadillac, and this was in 97. Right. So it was like a 12-year-old poorly built 85 Cadillac, and it did not have air, could not get the passenger, the driver's side window to go down, and it was in the middle of summer.
2: Yeah, that sucked.
0: And it was brutal. It was miserable.
2: I am... I'm spoiled. I have not had a car that did not... Maybe the maybe the 82 Mustang, but, right. but the La Forza doesn't have air. It, it has it, but it doesn't work, right. but nothing works on that truck, so <laughs> okay. uh, it's not... What? I got to butt in here. Okay. This past summer, my... I mean, again, this is like what Stuart just said, my that I mean, this is not like you know an old car, but my right. 2009 Forester did not have air conditioning <laughs> mm. this past summer. It was needed a charge. It, was it miserable? It was. It was very hard to. Uh, <laughs> but the windows went down, Ethan. So yeah, we're uh, all yeah, come on. First world The windows problem. went down, so that was good. And. Um, does your Typhoon have air conditioning? It does, but it needs a charge. Uh, right? Always. has a leak. And the uh, La Forza. La Forza, yeah. yeah. Nothing works.
0: Well, you know, it's like anything. Electrical gremlins, be that as they may. And they're supposed to be problematic with the Land Rovers, so we'll see if this is just an okay. issue or
2: not. Usually... So. Well, I don't know how many, what the percentage is, but when I, was sent, when I check engine light goes off, it scares people, but a lot of times yeah. it's just a sensor.
0: Yeah. And, and again, that's what they said this was. Where well, your like gas it, so.
2: cap is off or something, too. That's if your
0: gas one. cap is loose, Isn't that'll that set funny. it off. Yeah. yeah. So I just saw an online ad yesterday for an electric Cobra. Oh yeah, which is so weird. It's so funny. How do they make so? They have to replicate the exhaust sound. Yeah. How do they replicate the exhaust heat so you burn your leg on the side pipes when you
2: get out? Yeah, they could do that electrically. I think they're going to need coils. To
0: do, well, kind of like the Batmobile with the propane. Yeah, tank. right. You might have to have a propane tank uh, to heat the whatever. To- solar,
2: solar, solar panels to heat the. Pipes. I don't. know. I,
0: I think you got to have that. I don't think you're. You can say you really, truly own a Cobra if it doesn't.
2: I'm not pulling into a Cars and Coffee with zero sound coming out of that thing. So but you mean
0: the whoosh? Y- yeah. Is that what the Nike symbol says? Yeah. If you could make it a sound, it would be whoosh. Oh yeah. You know. So you know, I was I was reading the other thing that I was reading the other day too, which is really interesting. I was catching up a little bit on my reading, and. I was reading about the Porsche 930, 911, 930 Turbo back in the day, back in 76 when they first came out. The German authorities were going to put the kibosh on the Whale Tail. And the reason being mm-hmm. – and the Whale Tail is the most iconic – I mean, that was my dream car growing totally. up it was a 930 Turbo Porsche. Mm-hmm. And they were worried that a bicycle rider or pedestrian might be injured more – if they hit that tail and I'm thinking it's on the back of the car, if yeah. you hit them from the front. You know, that would be a different story, but it's on the back of the car. What if you slam on your brakes and then the bicyclist rams into you or the pedestrian? Anyway, uh, Porsche took the the Federal Republic of Germany to court really over the whale tail. This is how important it was. Yes. To them. And so they ended up. Somehow they beat them in court. They did have to add that rubber edge. Oh, is that
2: around. why the rubber thing yeah, is there? the rubber edge around It's the, amazing how that holds holds up over the years, oh too. Oh, my God. You take care of it. It's, and the same
0: thing happened with the 3.0 CSL BMW. The big spoiler that they had on the back of those, which almost was like the Daytona wing. Yeah. They actually, uh, uh, when they sold the car, they sold it with it in the trunk. It huh. wasn't considered standard equipment. Okay. And that's how they could get around it. Right. Them. But. The interesting part about the whole thing is is that when 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 Porsche beat the German Federation in court they never had another problem again yeah. with spoilers. They left him alone. But I wonder what about the slant nose? <laughs> I mean, talk about if you hit a pedestrian. Oh yeah, that that's, slant nose. that's super low. Like you can't yeah.
2: have you can't have uh, like bump, cow- front bumpers that low anymore. Yeah, it's like a cow pusher. You know, that's interesting. Yeah, the but the uh, because I what did I see a nine twenty eight that had the rubber spoiler. Yeah, too. yeah. yeah. So I rubber. guess it's that's something. That's so
0: funny. That, yeah, and you you know you see things and you know about things like that and the rubber spoiler and blah 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 and you think uh you never really think about why or never question it. So that's what we do here at Classic Automobile Podcast is we question the unquestionable. We're educated. <laughs> and fun. And whimsical. That's right. And we try to get through whatever we can get through. <laughs> and uh and we hope that uh we didn't ramble too much today, but we were hoping to have our guest on and he was going to carry the load. So that's right. So we just I like it when the guests carry the load. But anyway, don't forget the Miami Auction, RMSothees com. Uh their sale will be if you're listening on our uh podcast on uh um America's Web Radio uh then you'll know that it's tonight. Uh, in Miami, I think it's at five o'clock or five p.m. It starts. Is that p- on television Eastern or no? P- it is on the internet, uh, filmed, oh. and they're fun to watch. Yeah, they are, they are. The RM sales are fun to watch. Um, they are, you know, interesting because of the scope and size of the what they have, and they're also interesting because of the price points that they get for these cars. I mean, some of these things just break the bank, and
2: it's a more formal. You know what I mean? It's, it's like not a more auction. It's not, a, a cir- not that a circus is a bad thing. I'm no, just saying no, no. it's not as bright and flashy as Meekum and Barrett Jackson, which are great. I've watched them, believe me, hours and hours of watching them on TV. <laughs> this is a different vibe. Yeah. RM is and Bonham's, too, is a different vibe altogether. It's kind of old-school auction house. Yeah,
0: more thing. of the British style exactly. of auctioneering. Uh, uh, the actual auction starts at 7 p.m. Uh, and it's uh, – where is that held? I think it's at the um, – uh, where
2: is that? I don't know mm-hmm. where it is. Run down there real quick if, you, yeah, if you're hearing this at It's on
0: 1111 Lincoln Road on the seventh floor, oh, Miami cool. Beach, wow. Florida, so wherever that happens to be. So um, if you uh, if you get a chance, go say hey to them and tell him that Classic Autumn I'll sent you so we'll get That's some right. credits. That's right. We'll get some chits from RM. So next week we'll have uh, probably have Brad Phillips on the show mm-hmm. next week, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk to him and get well soon to Brad and our friend Jay Leno, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. See ya.
1: We appreciate you listening to our show, and don't forget to come visit us in person when you're in southeastern Pennsylvania. We're open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Wednesday is our late day, and we're open from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Saturdays, we're open from 9 a.m. to noon, and we are closed on Sundays. You can reach us by telephone at 888-227-0914 or via email at info at ClassicAutoMall.com. To reach the show, email us at podcast at ClassicAutoMall.com. The Classic Auto Mall podcast is produced by CarSmarts Media with music by the Pat Travers Band.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.